Welcome to another episode of the Feral Human Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Smith. So it's been a little break. I took a lunar cycle off just because me and my lady just bought a house and things have been kind of crazy and trying to settle in, but I am back. Welcome to the new moon. Hope you're having a good kicking off new projects moon. New moon is a good time to start new things. It's new energy, new things coming in. So I hope you're having a beautiful, wonderful day and enjoying the new lunar cycle. This episode, I want to talk about the human brain. I want to talk about all the ways that the brain has been sort of played up in in philosophy, science, everything, and the things that we're starting to discover that really have some interesting implications as far as the human brain goes. The human brain is highly developed. It's one of the most, if not the high, the most developed brains in existence that we know of. We are very good at manipulating tools. We're very good with language, which is use of symbols, similar to tool use. And we're also very good at logic and problem solving and things like that. It's really what has allowed us to be so successful as a species, our ability to problem solve and use tools. Things like clothing and hunting implements have allowed us to expand our range throughout the entire world. And now it's what we, you know, our ability to create is what allows us to have all the technology we have. And for a long time, we believed that it was the big thing that set us apart from animals. There are humans and there are animals because we have a brain, we have consciousness. I think, therefore, I am. And the interesting thing about that theory is that even now, we don't know where consciousness resides. They haven't been able to find any evidence of consciousness in the brain or in the body anywhere. We have no idea what or where conscience, consciousness is. And it's sort of the hallmark that we use to judge other life forms on the planet, whether or not they are conscious. But because originally we had assumed that consciousness resided in the brain, we assumed that because our brain was the most developed, we were the only ones that were conscious, or not all animals were conscious. We consciousness set us apart. But as we learn more about other, other species and even plants, we're learning more and more that many, many animals have a lot of the same abilities as we do. For example, they're starting to learn that rant, rats have pretty complex language. It had never been noticed because it's at a, a frequency that's higher than we can hear. But in experiments where they built rat cities, they've learned that once they uh, attenuate mic microphones to higher frequencies and look on a spectrograph to see frequencies higher, they, they've seen that rats have a language. They communicate with each other, and it's more complex than just food or out of my way. It's a fairly complex language. We're learning that trees communicate with each other through things like pheromones and a fungal network and root systems. So trees have a way of communicating danger. And if one tree gets attacked by a pest, it'll send out a distress signal and other trees will release chemicals to help protect against that danger. So trees communicate too. It's, um, it, it makes a very interesting thought process as far as awareness of self and that one we don't know where awareness lives it we can't prove that it lives in the brain and if things like 
trees and grass and mushrooms and stuff like that as aware, what does that mean for our perspective on life in general? Some other interesting stuff that's developed over the years in research and um, checking things related to neurology and things is we've learned as we learn more about the vagus nerve that actually our gut, our, you know, our digestive system communicates with the brain and body as much or maybe even more than the brain does. We've always thought of the brain as the central nervous system, the computer that runs everything. And the more we dig into the body, the more we're finding that that isn't true. Trauma will take up basically residence in the body. If, if you have an injury, say you hurt your shoulder, those muscles tense up, those nerves remember that injury, and those muscles hold on. And the brain will actually forget how to release those muscles because the local nervous system has taken over there. There are mechanical receptors in your feet that tell your ankle, hips, and knees how the muscles around them need to respond. It's one of the reasons that, that footwear causes so much problems as far as injuries because when you place that barrier between your foot and the ground, your, your feet no longer know how to tell your body to react to the to surface they're standing on. And those are, much of that is mechanical receptors. It's not a nervous system reaction. It's not a signal that goes to your brain and then tells your brain something and then your brain sends the signal back to do something. They're, they are basically organs inside your muscles and connective tissue that feel tension and stretch and decide what other muscles along the kinetic chain need to do. So this isn't a conscious brain decision. This is your muscles basically deciding what they need to do on their own. And it's a feedback response based on what your feet are sensing. So the more we learn about the human body, the more we realize that it's a fully integrated system. It's not the, the brain is the commander telling everything what to do. There are parts of the body telling the brain to do things. There, you know, there is a, we think of the brain as a central nervous system, but really the nervous system isn't central. It's throughout the whole body and things that happen within the body affect changes in the nervous system and things that happen in the nervous system affect things in the body. So while we've put the brain up at this standard and created a lot of things that we don't know to be true around it because we use it as a way to elevate the human species. We're having to backpedal through a lot of this stuff as new discoveries are made. And I think it really creates uh, an interesting situation as far as how we consider ourselves in the place of the world, in, in our ecology. And we've really... Moving forward from agriculture to now, it's gotten steadily worse that because we are the masters of earth, that we have a right to do what we want to do. It's man over nature, and we've been trying to prove our conquest over nature. And a lot of that has come from our belief that our brain makes us superior to everything else. But if you look at the way that the brain and the body relate and that they're very connected and many things that we thought the brain did, other parts of the body actually do and has a, 
a dramatic effect is really telling the brain what the brain will do based on stimulus around it. It really has to make you think about what accepting that will mean and the way we see ourselves in the environment. Because we've seen ourselves as this singular thing, the singular critter that has stepped out away from everything else in a way that gives us permission to basically do whatever we want. Whereas if what is coming out is true, if we discover more and more that our brain doesn't do as much as we think it does, it leads to the possibility that many more species on the planet have the ability to do what we do. And just because they're not sitting around inventing smartphones doesn't mean that they're not as good or better than us or have less of a right to be here than we do. And I mean, I used to own horses and I always think about the horses, right? And people would kind of like make fun of the horses. Like all they do is eat grass and hang out. And it's like, well, if you didn't have to go to work, if you didn't have to go to school, what would you do with your time? Like, would you invent a job to go to 40 hours a week? Would you invent rent to go pay? Would you like, I don't think horses are stupid. I, it sounds terrible to like, nibble at a buffet and hang out with your friends all the time, right? Like, I understand that, like, horses aren't trying to invent a job to go to. That's why they run away from you when you want to put a saddle on them and ride them, because they don't want to go to work. They're no different than you. They've just, they just never invented a job. Horses' job is hanging out and eating grass. So really, the thought process here is, I just think that as we discover more and more about <laughs> basically what indigenous people and Eastern philosophy has said forever, and Western science is slowly having to admit, that the body is an integrated system. The only way that you can take it apart is with a knife. We're not like a Lego system. You can't take us apart. Well, yes, if something happens to your brain, you die because it does regulate basically the vast majority of our essential functions. The brain is also completely dependent on the body. So while yes, if you get hit in the head hard and you're, you're, you know, you traumatize your brain, there's a good chance you'll die. But also if something punctures your stomach, you're going to die too. If something cuts off your leg without medical intervention, you're going to die. It's just the brain is not a special part of the body just because it's essential. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't make anything magical about a human. And what we are discovering is that the body tells the brain what to do as much as the brain tells the body what to do. And I think the perspective that other species can do many of the things we can do, like language and tool use and problem solving, maybe not to the degree that we can, but the, to the degree they need to be able to do it, is going to have a very profound effect on the way we view the environment. And I, I really hope that it comes back around to a more integrated view of the environment and less 
we are separate from the environment because we have the ability to control the environment and more of we're a part of the environment and we have the ability to do great things for the environment because we can manipulate the environment so much. But that's what I've got for you today. Just a quick food for thought episode this new moon. I'd love to hear what you have to say, what your thoughts are on this subject. Drop me a line on feralhumanpodcast.com. My contact information is on there. And until next time, I hope you guys have a great new moon leading into the full moon. I hope you're sliding into fall and enjoying that. And until next time, go feral.